0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Go In The Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports, Instagram's at Sports, TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 124, and we're on to the conference championship round. Right. Yeah. It
1: has a fun week of football. Last week that we have over two games, considering it's going to be conference championship week here, and then that week break, and then the Super Bowl. So, our last full weekend of football, it seems mm-hmm. like, for, for this year. Uh, but it was a good weekend in football. We had four games, of course, with the Kansas City Chiefs taking down the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about that game and Mahomes and his injury. Yeah. Let's we'll talk about the Jags in there.
0: If you stick around to the end, I got my mock draft 7.0, some baseball Hall of Fame talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about all the games. Uh, I guess for my opener I'll go to Joe Burrow and his his swagger and domination that he had mm. on let's see was that no a Sunday morning uh in Buffalo where he went 23 for 36 242 yards two touchdowns no picks cuz so that line doesn't look anything crazy but he played very good in this game it was pouring down rain I don't, what do you, what do you call rain when it's Sleep? like that I don't know. It, or yeah. it's it was snow. It was a lot of snow. It's rain, whatever. Uh, and it was a pretty tough environment to go play in Buffalo. And he played really, really well. Probably should have had a third touchdown in the, that they overruled for Jamar yeah. Chase. Uh, but we won't get into that. Uh, and his just demeanor. Joe Cool. I like that as a nickname for him. Joe Burr, Joe Scheisty, he move out of the way, Joe Cool's probably the top one for me.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to go with the other AFC quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, from the Saturday afternoon game, because he showed just as much poise after a nasty-looking ankle sprain, and he came back out there in the second half, made no mistakes, got the job done. You know, still had his two touchdowns, still hitting Kelsey whenever he was open, which was pretty much all game, and still somehow doing stretch runs on one leg, and it it was kind of amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, he played <laughs> through a lot of pain, you could tell, just seeing how how mad he was when he had to go to the locker room and uh just seeing him on those stretch plays where he'd like hobble hobble jump and try yeah. to get the ball out to the running back. Sometimes he get it out late, sometimes he get it out fine, uh but it ended up not because the Chiefs get the victory. Our Macwood Sports Player of the Week, though, it's gonna stay in that game and it's gonna be Travis Kelsey. 14 catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns in that big victory for the Chiefs in that game. I don't know what to say about this guy. He is the best tight end in football. It's not to this point where maybe it's Andrews, maybe it's Kittle, maybe it's Waller, whoever it is. It's Kelsey. It's not even close now at this point, and uh, he proved why on on Saturday.
0: He's coming for all those tight end awards. Shit, Maybe even all the receiving awards in postseason. Yeah. We'll see
1: <laughs> moving into team reports, not going to be too much. I assume for this week for both Got a of couple us, stuff. but, uh, anything with the jets?
0: Yeah. So Michael floor, the offensive coordinator was fired a couple weeks ago. Uh, still looking for our guy. Uh, the big rumor right now is we're trying to get Nathaniel Hackett, the fired Packers head coach, because that's a, a higher chance of bringing in Aaron Rodgers. who's comfortable with that scheme. And I'm all for that, man. Even if we have to give up two first round picks, uh,
1: why would you have to give up 1st round picks for Hackett?
0: For Rodgers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, okay. if, if it is a package deal, then yeah. I'm down for it. Also, a couple other guys, you know, Joe Brady and uh, pretty much every offensive mind who's still in the playoffs right now has been talked to by us. I'm sure they won't want to come, but just doing our due diligence. And, yeah, that's about it. Looking for an offensive coordinator and a quarterback. Going to be yeah. an interesting offseason
1: for the Raiders uh, last week, I think I just spoke that the coaching ch- staff is not going to have any changes going into the next year. Uh, at this point, we don't know any contract stuff as far as like Jacobs and guys like that. It's pri- primarily just Jacobs. Uh, the car situation, it seems like it's heating up a little bit to the point where it looks like there's going to be a trade that gets ha- that'd be nice uh, away here in a week or two, which is nice. Cause I want something in return for him. Uh, regardless of what that is the third fourth second first whatever it is i just want something back for him because it's better than cutting him uh but obviously car being gone that begs the question who's our quarterback of the future and as of right now it looks like there is three or four different options depending on how you want to look at it the first one actually i guess i say five. Oh, first one's brady Brady seems like at this yeah. point the most likely thing if he's going to play another season I think it's going to be with the Raiders whether I like it or not uh, the other one is Aaron Rodgers as well because it might be a trade they said he's going to trade him to an AFC team if that does happen I know the top two teams for that are the Jets and the Raiders uh, after that would be Jimmy Garoppolo which I do not want to have happen but it is an option <laughs> and I've heard that if Brady isn't going to be a Raider, then Garoppolo is a big option for McDaniels. Uh, after that is Stidham. I guess Stidham's an option, uh, but mainly that Stidham option is also tied with drafting a quarterback in the first round uh, and having him develop under him.
0: So You're going to like my mock draft then, Kyle.
1: We shall see all that mock draft, guys. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, but probably... Going to be some exciting times here in the next few months as far as he's me be playing quarterback for the Raiders uh, in 2023. All right. So, how we usually do these episodes in the offseason in the last few weeks is the season grades and offseason needs for the teams that got eliminated. We'll be doing that as the episode goes along because I feel like it'd be a little weird if we jumped from team and then back and back and forth and so forth. Uh, so, we'll talk about a grade and a team and something that's going along with them uh, and We'll see how it gets there. First up, right. Jacksonville. Uh, we'll go with the season grade and offseason need first.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give Jacksonville an A. Man, it, it was a really exciting season for them. You know, starting off pretty bad and finishing strong, winning a playoff game. And the most important thing here is they found their coach. I think Doug Peterson is going to be a perfect fit. Uh, I do think their they're big needs this offseason, we'll start off with tight end. Evan Ingram signed a one-year deal, and he's probably not going to want to stick around for another one-year deal. So, got a tight end, possibly in the draft. And another edge rusher. You know, I know they took one in the first round, so probably not another top pick for an edge rusher. But you need some more rotational guys if Trevon Walker's not it, unfortunately, because they're going to be trying to win here.
1: Yeah. Uh, for the Jacks, they gave him an A+. I think the season was about as good as it possibly could have gone looking at how we expected it to go from the beginning part of the season and at the middle part of the season. They, we ruled them both dead. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> they ended up making the playoffs and winning the game in the playoffs. Uh, so I gave them an A plus. And as far as season need, I said, or off season need, I said, keep building the offense. I think getting Evan Ingram back is a big thing. And I think he would be willing to sign there considering he just probably had his best year in his career uh, especially in the second half of the season where Lawrence was given the ball five sure. six, seven times a game. Uh, and Unless just keep building the that. Bag. <laughs> keep building that offense. Calvin Ridley is going to be coming back to them in the off season here in a couple months. So we'll see how that connection goes. Uh, but if you look at a wide receiver room that has Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and if it's Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, whoever you want to use in that third spot, as well as Evan Ingram at tight end with ETN in the backfield that's a pretty damn good offense. Their, their defense is very young. So I think that helps them out quite a bit with having Tyson Campbell and Foyer Luakong and Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, guys like that are, are good building blocks. Obviously continue to get depth and stuff, but I think we could have said depth for all the 32 teams in this entire league. So I'm not going to say that, but I think the Jags are obviously heading in a great direction. As far as their story yeah. here, They were the final four teams, or one of the four final four teams in the AFC with Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo in the divisional round. Is it going to be those four for the future, or is is it going to be the Chargers in there as well, or I don't even know the Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, one of those teams in there, or is it is that going to be the core four moving forward for the next five years with these quarterbacks that they have?
0: I think that's not a a crazy thing to say, but I'm still a little hesitant. You know, a lot of people compare Trevor Lawrence to Andrew Luck in the draft process, first play style. But I like the comparison for how the first half of his career is going to turn out. You know, he's obviously very talented in in a pretty weak division, so he's always going to be there. But I think he's going to be stuck in the shadow of those other guys. And I feel the same way about Herbert. You know, he's going to be in the conversation, but he's got to prove me wrong first before I, I'm going to say he's he's Mahomes, Herbert, not Herbert, uh, Mahomes, Burrow level. You yeah. know, of uh, of getting to the championship game every year. So I mean, we saw Allen couldn't do it back to back. Uh be interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh I think Jacksonville's probably gonna be in that that area of I don't know. I think the core three with Buffalo, Cincinnati and, and Kansas is there to stay, even if Buffalo is that odd team out and it's Kansas yeah. City and Cincinnati every single year in the AFC championship game. When there's teams like LA and Baltimore, if they keep Lamar and all these other guys with young quarterbacks at this point or teams that are quarterback away like the Jets that fourth spot is going to be one of those teams every single year and I just I wouldn't bank on Jacksonville being that team Uh, I think in order to win a ring a lot of things are going to have to go right in Jacksonville uh, whether that is like Mahomes being hurt or Joe Burrow being hurt or running into them at the right time uh, but they're going to have to have like the one or two seed at some point in order to win a Super Bowl because they're not yeah. going to be able to win in Kansas City consistently or in Buffalo or in Cincinnati. Those are tough spots to play. So mm-hmm. you got to get to a point where you build your roster to be 14 and 3, 15 and 2 and beat up on your division because that's the strength of your schedule. You play That's what happened
0: with play. Andrew Lux Colts. You know, you, you can't do much from the four spot. It's tough yeah. to say, but that's how it goes.
1: Exactly. The fourth spot is, well, you're playing that best wild card team. And most of the time, that fifth seed has a higher record than the fourth seed and sometimes yeah. even the three and two seed as well. So you can't be the fourth seed going into it. Uh, but I think Jacksonville definitely off to a good start as far as their, sure, sure. the upswing of the rebuild.
0: Moving on to Dallas, we'll go into their team grade and offseason need first. Yeah, I'm going to give them a beat. It's not all their fault. You know, Prescott was out half the year. Pollard broke his leg when they were looking like they found something out about the Niners' defense last week. Devontae
1: Turpin took the wrong turn. Yeah, Uh,
0: exactly. But it's still, you know, classic Dallas. They got a real shot to go on a run here, and they blew it. So I got to drop them down a little bit to a B. Uh, I'm going to say their biggest need is going to be a safety. And... uh, I don't want to get too too much into it because we we're going to talk about Dak here in a second, but we'll say a whole new offensive line too. Yeah, they're old. <laughs>
1: uh, I gave Dallas a C plus because I feel like this is just average Dallas. I gave them the plus because they want a playoff game and yeah. they haven't done that too many times in the past however many years. But it's just an average year, you know. They're ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four, whatever it is, twelve yeah. and five not at this point with seventeen game season. That's an average season for Dallas. They make the playoffs, and then they puzzle out every single time once they get there, and that's exactly how the season went for them. Uh, so C-plus for me. Uh, and then as far as their need goes, I said a wide receiver too. Gallup and Noah Brown aren't going to cut it. As your second guy, T.Y. Hilton, whoever it is, it's not yeah. It's not good. So you need a guy like Amari Cooper back. And <laughs> they just cut ties with him last year, so you got to go find somebody who can back. Who Dak can throw the ball to that is not uh CeeDee Lamb or Dalton Schultz. Uh also you gotta get Tony Pollard locked up. Whether that means you get rid of Zeke and find something to do with him, whether that's be a cut or Schultz lose possibly money leaving or too. Trade them away, whatever it is. Yeah. You got to get Tony Pollard back because he's an electric playmaker and one of the best, one of the best all around running backs in the NFL right now. That leads us into our question, though, Uh, and it's how much longer is Dak's leash in Dallas? Is this his last year? Does he got one more year or is he he staying there forever?
0: I think as long as Dak wants to be there, Jerry Jones will keep him around. You know, Dak's not the perfect quarterback for this kind of situation, but I don't think it's a Dak problem here. You know, they they paid Zeke, who now looks like a backup running back, 90 million dollars. That's not Dak Prescott's fault. And yeah. when they revamp this team and fire everybody, which is going to happen in the next two years, they're going to build around Dak and Lamb. They probably won't get rid of them. I, that's my prediction, at least. they got to keep those two guys together because it doesn't seem like a Dak problem. It seems like a front office problem.
1: Yeah. I think he's probably got a one- or two-year leash. I think that would be what I'd say for Dak Uh, but also it's at the spot. Like if they were going to get a new QB, they got to draft the guy. There's not, that's not a desirable situation. to Go play for in Dallas, uh, because outside of New York, and I think maybe even more than New York, that's the most criticized QB position in all of the NFL. Mm. If you're not playing good there, that's, that's terrible. And if you're playing well there, it's not good enough. So whatever it is, they, they got to figure it out there. But, Dak is it his fault no but is it his like is it all not his fault definitely not as well so Mm, he's got to get better uh, and he's got to get back to playing the way that he was in early 2020 and 2019 and, and the years before that if he wants to stick around and get another contract for that team because he's a good player in this league he just makes too many mistakes and he's making mistakes that you shouldn't be making when you're in your seventh year in the league so uh, I'm giving them one to two years, and if they don't make the playoffs or don't even say get to the conference championship game in these next two years, I think yeah. Mike McCarthy will be gone, and I think that goes with them as well. Okay. Let's move into Buffalo and their season grade.
0: Yeah. And offensive need, or off season need. So Buffalo's going to get a D for me. Uh, you know, this was everybody's Super Bowl favorite coming into the year, but there was just something off about them. Kind of like Minnesota where I, I just couldn't completely trust them. And I thought at first, maybe it's cause I don't like them. Cause I'm a Jets fan. And then Zach Wilson beat them. And it's like, okay, them. there, there's something going on here, you know? So, and again, I, I won't get completely into it. Cause that's, that's the next question, but revamp the offensive scheme and you know just if i had to pick a position get another edge rusher you know von miller's out and they stopped getting to the quarterback that was massive for their playoff run so you got to get another guy on the edge
1: yeah uh as far as von miller goes i don't know if i'd say their need is defensive end in, in my eyes because if von miller's healthy there your defense is firing all cylinders and you don't plan for a guy like von to be out when you're spending that much money on him uh I give him a D, though, as far as their season grade two, because this was the year, man, this was the year everything was supposed to go right. Uh, and I think we got kind of caught up in Gabe Davis's playoff performance last year <laughs> and thinking that he is a legitimate yeah. like a wide receiver two or even a wide receiver one in some people's eyes going into the season. But he I don't even know if he's a top 50 wide receiver in the league at this point. There's yeah, a we lot laughed of guys. about
0: Christian Kirk and he outplayed him by 10 you know
1: I'd take Christian Kirk by a mile right now at this point Christian Kirk looks like a legitimate one and that is completely shocking to me but Gabe Davis is not a wide receiver too he's a good wide receiver three in an explosive offense and that's what he should be uh, if Buffalo goes and gets another guy and I think if you're in a situation like Buffalo uh, or if you're a wide receiver that's looking to find a new home and you are looking at these options Buffalo is a great spot to go. You're going to have a cute a quarterback that wants to sling it around and throw it to mm-hmm. you all the time. You're going to be with other guys in this offense who are going to get you open. Even Josh Allen's legs are going to get you open because they have to spy him so often.
0: Yeah. I mean, Cole Beasley out the streets was getting wide open.
1: <laughs> yeah. So go get a wide receiver too. Uh, and I feel weird because I'm saying all these needs are offensive <clears> for, for all these teams in the season grades and offensive needs that we've had or off season needs that we have.
0: But if you're not scoring enough points, that's yeah. what's going to cost you. If you're you in the minutes. AFC, you're getting. You're getting. Well, not if you want to win a Super Bowl. You, you were comparing you to Kansas City and yeah, and Cincinnati. You
1: know? Yeah, so you got to be up there. You got to score 35 points a game and have a top defense in the league. That's just how it is to be a Super Bowl winner nowadays. Uh, and so, what makes a Super Bowl winner? What does Buffalo need to do to turn into <laughs> a legit Super Bowl threat, scaler Because it seems like yeah. we've said that they are for the last two to three years at this
0: point. And every single year, it just fizzles out. they got to make things easier for Josh Allen, man. As much as he looks like it, he's not 2005 Big Ben. He's going to start falling apart, and he already has. He needs surgery on his elbow. And uh, if you saw last week, he was bleeding from both arms at halftime. He's getting hit so hard. You know, I I just said change the scheme. They were running the ball really well in the second half, and they just refused to go back to it. If this means you got to go trade for Bijan, if you don't think your guy is on the roster, I don't care. Go do it. It, If it'll keep Allen safe, keep him from taking these hits, go completely change the scheme if you have to. Yeah. It's...
1: It's such a, a weird spot because they, if you just look at the roster, sometimes it just feels like they're already there. And their defense when it's hitting on all cylinders is really, really good. But once we've gone to the playoffs the last few years, they just haven't been at that level. So I don't know what it is specifically on the defensive end besides, I don't know, staying healthy to, in order to make you – You need to move to a, the NFC. That'll help. <laughs> a Bowl <suitable> threat <laughs> defense. But in order to weather the storm, you have to control the ball. As far as the AFC playoffs goes, you're playing Burrow, Mahomes, Lawrence, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, whoever it is. You have to be able to weather the storm by holding the ball for more than they have the ball. And so you get your defense rest. And when your defense is rested, they're going to be more likely to get stops. And how do you hold the ball for longer? You get the running back. And you got to change your scheme up a bit in order to, you know, not be go, go, go all the time and not taking shots downfield all the time. You have to be able to run the ball. And I know they ran it well for the most of the season. They just didn't run it enough. And that's why they did run the ball well is because nobody expected them to run the ball. So if you do it more often, you're going to be a better team. Uh, but the thing is, you can't do it with Devin Singletary and James Cook. You got to go draft a guy. You got to go trade for a guy. Whoever it is, it can't be those two. It's got to be a better back. Maybe hey Tony Pollard, if he wants to go somewhere, that would be a great spot. All right. But... You can't do it with the guys that you have now. And you have to just run the ball 20, 30, 30 times a game in order to even let Josh Allen's body hold up into week 19, 20 of the season when you're deep in these playoff runs. Uh, so that's that's how, in my eyes. Uh, right. We'll do a the Giants season grade here because we don't okay. have any headline about them because they, we've talked about them quite a bit over the last yeah. few weeks. Uh, but the New York Giants, what was their season grade?
0: Yeah. I'm going to give them an A here. The same as Jacksonville. I think they had a very similar season as Jacksonville where they found their coach. They won the playoff game and now they know they can trust Danny dimes, at least for now, you know, you know you're not going to be scrambling for a, a rookie or a Trubisky Dalton type of guy uh, when the off season kicks off. And I think it's pretty clear their number one needs going to be a receiver. Kenny Galladay did not work out. Hodgins, awesome pickup, but he's not going to be your number one. Yeah. Um, and a corner, too. You know, DeAndre Baker gets arrested, and and you got to cut some other guys, and James Bradbury's gone. So try to find another guy that, you know, is actually on the roster this time. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll help. But good season.
1: Yeah. I, I gave the Giants an A. I gave them not an A-plus that I gave the Jags because I just felt like the situation that Jacksonville's in is a bit more advantageous uh, for war. They are and the situation as far as the roster and money goes because the Giants are going to have to spend some money this offseason. I don't think the Jags have to do that as much as the Giants do. Giants are going to have to lock up Saquon. They're going to have to do something with Danny Dimes. They're going to have to go get a wide receiver one. They're going to have to go retain their defense, even though a lot of those guys are young on that side, and I think that's a good starting point for them. But they got money to spend, too. They got to go... They got to go get a wide receiver. Another team that needs a wide receiver. You can never have too many of them. uh, Unless you're Kansas City and you are where you are. But you just look at these teams that are in the playoffs right now. Still the final four teams. And you look at the weapons that they have on the offensive side of the ball. And they're all probably the top four weapons teams in the league. You have the Eagles who have both Batmans, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. You have Dallas Goddard, who is a plus tight end, and you have Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts as an offensive weapon running the ball, too. Look at Kansas City. They have, like, eight wide receivers that are all very good at doing one specific thing, and they do a great job of getting the ball. They have Travis Kelsey and Pacheco, who runs one of the hardest running backs in the entire league now at this point. Uh, And Mahomes is unbelievable. You look at the Bengals, uh, and they have Jamar Chase, Taylor Boyd, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst has came alive over the last few weeks. Yeah, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow is great at getting them the ball. And then you have the Niners, who we know have a billion weapons, and they're all All Pro status at, at that point. And then you look at the Giants; they have uh, Saquon, Richie James, David Bellinger or Daniel mm-hmm. Bellinger, uh, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Darius Slayton. Just a whole bunch of nobodies. So go get some real people that play uh, wide receiver and skill positions, not just auto generated guys that Madden puts uh, in there when they don't have enough players on your team.
0: Uh, that's a good way to put it.
1: All right. Let's talk about Mahomes and Burrow and that whole situation because going into this AFC Championship game, it looks really good for the Bengals. They beat Kansas City three times in a row. Mahomes has never beat Joe Burrow. Mahomes obviously just got hurt. And so we know that he's not going to be hundred percent. He did say he will play no matter what. So obviously we're going to see him out there on Sunday. Uh, but can Mahomes finally beat burrow?
0: That's the question. I think he will. I'm going to take Kansas city and now Cincinnati has a great front and that's how you beat Kansas city. But to Kelsey and Smith Schuster have been getting wide open over the middle. You know, it, maybe it, It'll throw off Mahomes if he can't run, but you know that's that's Burrow's biggest problem right there is being able to throw over a tough tough front. He's got a lot of bad balls. Mahomes doesn't have that problem, you know. Not to mention Pacheco five yards per carry this year after he took over. I'm expecting a lot of Mahomes magic, and I think he's gonna barely get it done.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm saying no though because I think Cincinnati's offense just match up so well with Kansas City's defense. Chris Jones doesn't have a single sack in his playoff career going into his 14th game on Sunday. Uh, And the rest of that defensive line going after him, isn't anything crazy too. Uh, Secondary. I don't think they have, I mean, the Need is great. Uh, Justin Reed solid, Uh, but they're, they don't match up with Jamar chase and T Higgins and Hayden Hurst. And even Joe Mixon too, nearly as well as I think the opposite side does with Jesse Bates, Adobe Abouzier, uh, Eli Eli apples well. he is on that <laughs> team. I tried not to mention him, but he <laughs> is definitely a member of their secondary. Uh, and I think Joe Burrow is completely okay with exposing those spots on that team because he's done it three times and he knows that team and he knows that scheme. So Spagnolo is going to have to run something else out uh, that works, whatever it is, it, whether it's going after that offensive line and sending five, six, seven guys after Joe Burrow, every single play, or dropping guys back and hoping that Chris Jones actually comes alive in the playoffs for the first time in his life. Uh, but you're going to need something, something that doesn't usually happen to go your way in order for Kansas City to win this game. And I feel so weird saying that because it's always been for the last five years. What do these teams need to do to beat Kansas City? But at this point, Cincinnati is Kansas City's kryptonite. And we are going to have a question if Cincinnati wins this game. Yeah, I don't know. I think the answer to the question is pretty easy, but there's going to be a question: of, Is Joe Burrow better than Patrick Mahomes? And if he wins the Super Bowl, we're going to hear that question all off season long, and we're going to hear it all next year until the AFC Championship game next year when they're playing again. Yep. So it's going to be something to look at, uh, but it's still going to be Mahomes who's better.
0: It's just uh, yes. You don't want to man. piss off Mahomes, though. Let you, let you know that one exactly. right now.
1: It also helps that Mahomes not fully healthy. Uh, yeah, if he definitely. was fully healthy, I don't think they'd be dogs in this game as far as the betting mm-hmm. standards go. Uh, and it could be a different story. But Yeah, Kansas, on City leg,
0: being, Kansas City being dogs at home definitely helped me with my pick here, for sure. Yeah. The least, Maybe the little edge they needed. The
1: least bold prediction of the bold prediction yeah, history for exactly. Skyler. All right, send it to halftime. All right. It's not really halftime. It's kind of like the end show, but... You get the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So we'll start off halftime with conference championship game injury report. Two games that are very important. And so are the injuries. So we'll start off with Cincinnati. They're playing Kansas City, of course. And it's pretty much their entire old line we got to watch out for. Alex Kappa is questionable. And Jonah Williams, questionable, too. Uh, also, Lyle Collins, just to you know, remind everyone, he's on IR. Won't be coming back. It's unfortunate. But uh, there's something to watch out for, for uh, you know, Chris Jones. Maybe he finally gets a sack since there's no interior offensive lineman. All right. Well, Kansas City, we've been hearing a lot about Nicole Hardman. It's been questionable for about two months now and still questionable with the abdominal injury. Uh, same with Clyde edwards helaire questionable with the ankle sprain he had. it got to be about two months ago, right? It's been a while for those two guys. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, obviously, with, uh, with the ankle sprain, not ideal. So that's the AFC Championship game. Now let's go to the NFC. With the Eagles, a lot of guys questionable here. We got A.J. Brown, the star receiver, hip injury. He heard it last week against the Giants. I imagine he'll play. And again, you know, all these questionable guys, I hope we find out tomorrow, but we probably won't until Sunday morning. So they'll probably just be questionable. And then the big one here, Avante Maddox, the corner, they say he's out indefinitely with a toe injury. And again, another guy we'll probably find out tomorrow if he's going to practice or not. And then a game time decision, unless he's really messed up still. And the last one, the Niners uh, I'll Start off with Charles Amenehu, a uh, possible suspension coming for some off field issues. We won't get into. So he's questionable and both the running backs, Elijah Mitchell and CMC, they're going to be probable. Mitchell hurt his groin at the end. McCaffrey's been dealing with a calf for a while now. And Garoppolo. Garoppolo is is going to be practicing. He's going to try to try to back up Kai Brock Purdy. All right. Those are the injuries for the championship game. Luckily for both teams, nothing major. But now we'll get into one of my favorite things I like to talk about. Mock draft 7.0, Kyle. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. We'll start it off at the top. The Bears need picks. So they're going to trade down here one spot. The Texans, they don't want anyone jumping them for Bryce Young. So the Texans will jump up one spot because they're not even going to have to give up another first for this. So why not trade up to one? They get Bryce Young. Number two, the Bears want more picks. So what do they do? They trade down to a team that doesn't have a quarterback yet. The Raiders the Raiders are going to trade up to two and take CJ Stroud. He's looking. What a do we lot give up? What do we give up? You're going to give up next year's first. That's it. And, and probably a third this year. What about this year's first? You're swapping. Oh. Yeah. Did yeah. I say what? Uh uh-huh. <laughs> I was I was looking at the trade value charts and it makes enough sense. Yeah. So, yeah, the Raiders are going to go with C.J. Stroud. I know you like Levis, but I figured if you're going up to number two, they'd probably rather have Stroud. Yeah. And I like the idea of the Raiders trying to jump the Lions and Seahawks and Panthers, and so, yeah. Uh, Number three, the Cardinals are going to stay put and take Will Levis. Uh, Sorry, Will Anderson. Jeez. (laughs) I skipped one. That would have been crazy, dude. Uh, Will Anderson, Jr., edge rusher from Alabama. I think he's the best player in the class. Uh, and the Cardinals are happy to have him. They're going to try to rebuild the defense. Uh, number four, the Colts stay put. And luckily, there's still a quarterback there. There's Will Levis from Kentucky. Um, can't wait to see his pro day, though, because some teams are going to go nuts for him. So he can throw the ball really far. Number five, the Seahawks. Again, they don't have to go anywhere. And they're very happy that Jalen Carter's still there. The d lineman from Georgia. Similar to Trayvon Walker, where we haven't really seen a whole lot. But he's from Georgia and ridiculously athletic, so he's going to go early. Uh, Number six, my first, uh, I don't know, maybe shocker here. I got the Lions taking Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon. He's massive, and compared to Trayvon Diggs, he catches everything. And, uh, you know, I I personally would probably take Joey Porter here, but this is just what I've been hearing is this guy and then the next corner that goes. When we get there, I'll explain that one Go early. Number seven, the Bears. They're going to pick here at seven, the Raider spot. They're going to take Tyree Wilson, edge rusher from Texas Tech. Uh, I like him a little more than Miles Murphy. And, uh, you know, no injury history. Miles Murphy, more production. So I think it's possible a team like the Bears will take a safer pick. And then the Falcons don't care at all. They'll take Miles Murphy with the next pick, edge from Clemson. Uh, this is a very edge and corner heavy draft. So we're going to hear a lot of those. Uh, number nine, the Panthers stay put. But they're going to take Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. I feel like they've gone too many times with the not veteran route, but the guys who have failed in other places. So they're going to try to develop their own guy. And number 10, a pick that scares me as a fan of football, the Eagles will take Devin Witherspoon, corner from Illinois. This is the dude right here. And again, I'd probably take Joey Porter, but what I've been hearing is Devin Witherspoon could possibly go number three to the Cardinals if he wanted him this guy's nuts and can also play safety too. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll pick and choose now where we're going uh, since we're out of the top 10. Number 12, uh, the Texan second pick after getting Bryce Young. I have him taking Luke Van Ness, defensive lineman from Iowa. Kind of a sleeper I found the other day. This guy looks exactly like J.J. Watt, dude. He's like 285 pounds, 6'5". He's played inside and outside and had a lot of sacks this year. So I think the Texans will see that and be like, Hey, we've seen this before. Let's take a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I got my jets staying put taking Broderick Jones tackle from Georgia. I think it's too risky to run it back with the, uh, you know, an- another free agent or the fourth rounder, Max Mitchell. They got to get their guy. If they like Broderick Jones, I don't know if they do, but he's a top tackle here. Uh, the Patriots take the first receiver, Jordan Addison at a USC, another team that could probably take a corner, but They haven't drafted offense other than Cole Strange in a while. So they're going to have to take some eventually. Uh, 15, the Packers. Take Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, because Robert Tanyan's probably leaving. Possible guy to fill in in Jacksonville, too, if uh, Ingram leaves. So that's a good fit right there. Commanders, take Joey Porter Jr., DB from Penn State, with the next pick. Um, We'll go here to the Seahawks' next pick at 20, Brian Branch. Play safety and nickel corner for, my, for Alabama. Probably the best safety in the class. And a guy who could go, again, as early as the Eagles. So got to watch out. 21, a pick I really like. I have the Chargers taking Brian Breezee from Clemson. It's D D-tackle who had a lot of off-field issues, a lot of injuries. But I think someone will take him if he's still here. And that kind of seems like the Chargers who, you know, if they don't fall in love with a receiver, could take pretty much – best player available and that's what's going on here uh the jaguars at 24 another one of my favorite picks i have them taking darnell washington the 6-7 tight end from georgia i think if they don't get a tight end they won't care if they're picking darnell washington a couple picks too early here it was probably going to go in the second round but i like we that. got
1: three minutes left in our meeting by the way on here yes sir we gotta I get finished. through this shit we gotta go quick
0: okay the Giants at twenty five. Find their receiver jackson smith and jigba it's not the receiver one but it's a slot guy that you could trust with danny dimes uh 26 the cowboys are pissed that the giants took their guy so they take jalen hyatt receiver from tennessee to be that number two uh the bills take nolan smith the edge rusher because he's he's pretty polished and uh i i just i like edge there you know Bengals at 29 they're gonna take Keeley ringo db from georgia you know a really popular guy but hasn't put it on tape the last two years so the Bengals take a shot. And the last pick, the Eagles, will take Andrew Borghese. Guard and tackle from USC, similar to um, to our guy, Vera Tucker, on the Jets. And I think maybe the Eagles will take a shot on him. Even Another guy who probably would go in the second, but the Eagles take a shot because he could play multiple positions. Yep. And that is the draft. 7. Right. 0. You got 30 seconds to tell me about this Hall of Fame take. All right, so Scott Rowland is inducted into the Hall of Fame, 76%. I'm happy. I really wanted him in. Just missing was Todd Helton, 72% on his fifth year. He'll get in next year. We got Mm -hmm. Billy Wagner, 68% on his eighth year, but he'll get in next year. And some other guys to keep an eye on, Andrew Jones, 58% in his sixth year. Gary Sheffield won't get in, only 55%, he has one more year. Carlos Beltran's first year on the ballot, 46%. 46%. That's higher than A-Rod, so it's he looking did. pretty good for him. But A-Rod, only 35% in his second year. They don't like him. Jeff Kent off the ballot, unfortunately, 46%. It sucks, but the media doesn't like him. He'll get in in the Veterans Committee. Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizquel, Pettit, Abreu, Jimmy Rollins won't get in. These guys who have been there for a while, but not enough percentage. And K-Rod coming in at 11% in his first year. All right.
1: We got a minute here left in our thing. So I'll go over our picks here and we'll get out of here. Last week, we did really good. We went three out of four. I had Philly minus seven and Skeller had uh, the Niners minus three and a half versus Dallas. Those both hit this week. I have Philly minus two and a half
0: against San Francisco. All right. Devonte Smith or a U touchdown. It's going to be a high scoring game. All right. Last week for our bold prediction, I had Cincy plus 195 that hit.
1: And it's gather how the giants of the Philly that obviously did not hit this week. I have Jamar chase first touchdown. He did it
0: the last two weeks. He's going to do it again this week. All right. I got Kansas city plus one Oh five. Like I said, not a big upset, but it still counts. Yep. Let's go. Mahomes. Uh, we got 20 seconds now. All right. Well, so we were chilling. it's a great episode. Now we can slow it down a
1: little bit. Slow it down a little bit. Oh yeah. All right. We do have to end this though.
0: All right. We- so later dog go jets. Go Mahomes, I guess. There you go.